Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Oversharing. My name is Tawny. And I'm Tawny's mom. Why are you laughing at me? Because you're so cute. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, girl? Uh, I just had a glass of wine. I'm feeling good. And there you go. Welcome to our first podcast episode. Thank you. Welcome um, to you, too. Welcome to me. Um, <laughs> you're a little nervous. Yeah, that's... I am, but I'm here. But you're give, you're giving but it a but go. I'm here, yes. Yeah, I'm telling you, once you really get into it, you're gonna get the bug. You're gonna feel the I'm the excited. podcast high. So to keep things loose, um, as you would imagine, uh, hold on, let me back up. <laughs> Maria is my mother, so Tony and Tony's mom. And as you would imagine, we know an awful lot about each other. So we wrote down some icebreaker questions that we haven't ran by each other to see what kind of things will come out that we don't know about each other and also give the listeners a little chance to get to know us. Right? Yeah, So why don't you start? Ask me one of your questions. I'm I'm a little nervous, actually, because I don't know what kind of shit you're going to come up with. What fictional family... Would you be a member of? Oh, girl, you know this one is tough for me. So what instantly came to my mind immediately was, um, I th- is it the cl- the Cleavers, the Growing Pains family? They're not the Cleavers. No, that's Beaver. That's the Beavers. Oh, no, but what's their name? The Growing Pains family. Seaver. Oh, yeah, the Seavers. It's the Seavers. But if I'm being completely honest with myself, the reason it popped in my head so quickly is because I always had a crush on Alan Thick. Yes. So I don't actually know if he should be my dad. Right. That's so crazy. maybe I would just want to be on Full House and have three dads. And the next question <laughs> was why? Oh, well, there you go. Um, so if I was a fictional family I want to be a part of. No, I got it. I got it. Family fucking ties. Okay, I see it. Okay. Michael, no, Alex Keaton, not oh. Michael Keaton. Michael J. Fox plays Alex Keaton. He does. And he's amazing. I saw him. You did at that at convention. Conference. The, yeah, com- was the at conference. A conference. Um Yeah, I love those parents. I like that they're hippies and they're like real liberal and laid back, but they really they're fun and they seem supportive of their kids and they're super transparent and communicative, like all those shit that I'm into. Yeah, and the kids were so different. Each kid was really different from the next, yeah. And they had Alex, four, remember? They went on to have Alex the little one. Alex was a one. lot. He was yeah. so smart. Super smart and completely different from his parents, which I think made it really interesting because they really went at each other. Maybe that's what it is. I can relate to that. <laughs> I'm used to being different from everyone around me. All right, so we're talking about characters, right? Okay. So let me throw one more question at you. Sure. What's the most out-of-character thing you've ever done? Well, I mean, I guess that's tough to say. Oh, great. We're going deep. Um, I guess that would really be based off perspective and what people would expect from my character. Um, what I believe is the most out-of-character thing I've ever done was... Who, when I was in high school... I got myself involved in a love triangle with a girl who was my friend and her boyfriend. Oh, You're acting so surprised like you don't know the whole story. What? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, um, I would feel like that's probably the worst thing I did. I had a relationship with somebody else's boyfriend. Um, years later, I was in the car with my boyfriend at the time, and I saw her. Uh, and I was like, oh my god, that's so-and-so. And I kind of briefed him on the story, and I said oh man, I'm still waiting for, for karma to get me back on that one. And that boyfriend cheated on me. And then the one after cheated on me. And I have to say at the time I was 17. I don't use my age as an excuse, but I also, uh, had a lot of feelings involved. I thought he had a lot of feelings involved. It was a very messy, messy, messy situation. I would never, ever do something like that again. I learned from it. I experienced the pain of the other side of it. And I would handle things so much differently if I was able to go back. Well, and, and, you're, and you can't. And but I this can't. But to judgment me... Judgment-free zone. I know, right that's here, the fuck right. Judgment-free. Um, for me, but that's the thing that I think of when I think of what's the most out-of-character okay. thing I've ever done. Okay. I was, yeah, I knew about this. I found like, out Like, I feel like this. for yeah. people who are, that know me now and didn't know me back then to hear that story, they'd be like, oh, shit, I would have never. Or maybe they'll, they'll be like, yeah, hmm, hmm, you seem like the fucking type. What? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll ask you a light one. What's, the, what's a current trend that you do not understand? Reality TV. Girl, please. Yes, listen. Um, no. Like a straight up joy vacuum. <laughs> yeah, there's those, that reality TV makes me uh, uptight and, and a little anxious. And so that's, I just don't understand. What about it do you think makes you anxious? The behaviors. So maybe, you, maybe, maybe there, maybe it gives me PTSD. Maybe I'm looking at so it. So you mean, but you have to be more specific because not all reality TV Okay, team up. It's the same. Okay. 90 Day Fiance. Um, but what behaviors are giving you anxiety? The screaming. They get, they, they scream. Right. They, um, they make some stupid decisions. So do people in real life. Yes. That's the point. I get it. But <laughs> what I don't get right. is why other people enjoy watching that. That's what I don't get. You mean to tell me you don't feel fucking better about your life when you look up at the screen and some crazy bitch has given up everything she's ever owned to fly to Uzbekistan and fucking wherever to be with a man? Like, you don't think that shit's crazy? Like, it I enjoy It is crazy. That. It's so crazy that it gives me anxiety. Ugh. And then I look at them like a real stupid ass when they get to another country and they can't speak the language. Oh, that's the best. And then they drink the water. And of course, then who can trust their asshole, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then they have those problems. And I, I'm, I'm watching them and his... It's amazing. And I look at them and I'm like, you didn't expect this? But that's what makes it so great. I think there's some people who can watch reality TV and some people who can't. And I think the people who can look at it with a certain lens. Um, Donnie and I have talked about this on What's Up Ladies, and it's kind of, I almost sit in the in-between where I have to forget that they're real people with real lives. And then um, social media makes that tougher because then their backgrounds start to come out. Like, I love 90 Day Fiance. I love TLC. And in the most recent one, there's a woman named Alina, 
And since the episodes have been airing, it's been coming out online that she's incredibly racist. So now she's been fired from TLC, and now I'm like, great. Now that I'm watching this, that's leading the charge in my head. I'm like, right. she's nasty and racist and says mean things to people, you know, for fun. And then I'm like, crap. Like, that brings me out of it. Exactly. You know? Okay. But I'd say... And they're like Teen Mom and shit. I have watched those episodes so many times. And for me, it's like an anxiety relief of knowing what's coming. Right. And being so accustomed to these stories that I feel like I know these girls, as crazy as that sounds. So it sometimes watching shit like that, or even um, Jersey Shore does it for me. Sometimes The Hills can do it. Um, a lot of different ones. You feel like you're hanging out with your fucking friends. You know what I mean? But you're not actually involved in any of the nonsense. But so, you find so much comedy in their interactions. Maybe it's my age. Mm. At, you know, looking at some of those. Oh, I'm sure that's you know what I mean. a big part um, of it. I think, too, because your generation was so big on... Um, well, it's actually funny heard. because a lot of the housewives are closer to your age than they are to mine. Be seen and not heard. Be you seen don't and not heard. Business outside you of the home. You don't carry your business out. So for people that may be making a living off of sharing their business, exactly. And well, welcome to our podcast. Hello. <laughs> but but look at what I've learned. Do, well, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. What I mean, but I'm not here to debate anybody else's way. Like I feel like on there, there's just so much judgment. Yeah, I mean, you have to leave a little bit of space, too, to understand that they also know they're on a show, and they know what's going to hit and what's going to miss, and some of them do act a little bit, because they know it's a good direction for the show. Well, that makes it a little easier you know what I mean? for me to know that. Um, Teen Mom, probably not so much. I and think I they're really as foolish as they come across. <laughs> I know that things can be edited, and they're, you know what I mean, and that, but it's just not my fave. No, I totally get it. There's plenty of stuff that I can't get into. Yeah, you don't want to watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Well, I don't. It's 2022. <laughs> Love it. It's is that relaxing. Even, is that even in color? It's relaxing. Is it in color? I don't know. You don't know? Do you, do you have eyeballs? No. Whatever. I'm always, right. I always watch it before I go to bed, so I don't even know that I've watched a whole episode. <laughs> a whole episode. But I love her. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's hard to find a good nighttime show, so I completely understand that. Do you have another question for me? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of deep ones, but I think I'm going to go light with you right now. Oh, boy. Um, would you rather be the smartest or the funniest person in the room? Absolutely the funniest. Oh, good girl. <laughs> Most of the time, you're both. <laughs> I doubt that. Okay. Um, again, that is perspective. Um, yeah, humor definitely is cooler to me, but both, either humor or intelligence, both could carry arrogance, so I guess it would really depend. Yeah, um, on the topic. <laughs> on the to- I guess it would depend on how I use it, right? Mm-hmm. If I use my, my power for good. Yeah. You know? Um, what do you think... <laughs> what do you think is the worst advice you were ever given? Oh, gosh. Oh... The worst advice I was ever given is just commit. If you just commit, this was about my husband, my ex-husband. Okay. I wasn't, I went, I went, I went to my mom and I told her I can't, it's just not working. I just can't do this. Right. But I've been to her so many times. Mm-hmm. 
But this was before, this was before, uh, we were planning a wedding. So while you were planning the wedding, you went to Graham and told her you didn't think it was the right thing to do. And she told you that you'd feel better if you just threw yourself into it, basically. I think it might have been before we were planning the wedding, but he had already asked me for the second time. To marry him. To marry, yeah. And and I had went to her. And she's telling me because I wouldn't fully commit and say yes, it was keeping possibly keeping him on edge. That if I just mm. went all in... You know, and and I did oh, so that. So he was behaving badly because he didn't know if you were a hundred percent in or not, even though you right. had two children. Right. And, and you honestly, lived together, and you owned a car together. I yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it that way, right? Like, right. <laughs> and that was the worst advice I've ever been. That's given. pretty shitty. Yeah. Because I followed through with that. Yeah. And wait, wait, just because since we're talking about funny, you want to know about. Funny? Absolutely. Tell me something funny. So, the day before you do the rehearsal thing, right? The rehearsal for your wedding? Yeah. I also was receiving my sacraments. Oh, because you became Catholic to I marry Daddy. I became Catholic. Right. Okay. But um, that's a completely different story. Like, all of those classes and, and things that I went through and the judgment that I went through because yeah. of that. But that night while we're there and I'm receiving all of my sacraments, <clears throat> which actually gave my fiance more time to get himself together. <clears throat> he ended up being 45 minutes late for the rehearsal, which was oh canceled, which was canceled. It was canceled. I was so embarrassed. Yeah. That's Your whole bridal party and everything's there. I mean, I, I was there too, obviously, but I don't remember. There. Everybody was there. Super well. And it, uh, and it ended, and he had to stay behind. And I should not have followed through. He had to stay behind and, like, talk to the priest? He had to stay behind and talk to the priest, and he oh, ended. We didn't get to go up to the altar and practice anything. We all just... So you were just winging it the day of? <sighs> winging it is, is a far cry. <laughs> <laughs> the whole marriage. <laughs> yeah, I really, I wong it every was day. He, uh, was he late for the wedding? I don't believe so. Okay. Was he drunk at the wedding? I'm sure he was drunk after the ceremony. But he was functional. If he was drunk at the ceremony, I wasn't you aware didn't of see that. It. No. Okay. But I had Pop there with me. Pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stepdad, my grandpa. Yeah. He walked me. Yeah. He, yeah. So I had, there was a strength there that I had. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And I can't say that while I was standing there that I was in regret, like saying, oh my God, I'm forced into that. That's not what happened. Right. Even with, you know, the, the chaos the day before and being let down, you know. Yeah. Sometimes there'd be that one look from him or touch or word and I would just be like, oh, you're oh, right. Everything's going to change. I know. It was my fault. Yeah. I mean, now that I've been in an abusive romantic relationship, I can see... Um, your experiences so differently, you know, because I was a child when I was going through it with you and daddy. Mm -hmm. So I was seeing it from the eyes of a child. But now that I've been through something, unfortunately, very similar uh, for myself in my, in an intimate relationship, I can just imagine all the layers of the shit that you went through. And as I, as we're sitting there and you're talking, of course, my mind is going like a hundred miles an mm -hmm. hour and the real spinning. And I'm thinking to, there's a good possibility that the reason why those reality shows who are having 
romantic problems and yeah. family issues. It feels th- very familiar to me. <laughs> it feels very familiar to me, but I yeah. think it gives me anxiety. an anxiety because it's also stuff. Or for me, I'm like, ah, oh, here are my people. Yeah, but it's stuff that I've been working on, so maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's stuff that I'm dealing with. Yeah. So, um,. I just learned something else about myself. That's what happens when we talk about shit out loud. Yeah, and well, I'm going to counseling too, so that's... That's true, you're in therapy now. That, yeah. Therapy's huge. So what do you think, like go back to that time when you told your mom you didn't think you wanted to marry daddy, what do you think your life would look like now had in that moment you known you could have left and everything would have been okay? What do you think would have happened? I mean, I know we can't guarantee that you would have even stayed away from daddy, but imagine that you did. Oh, what would my life look like then? So I'm looking at that year, your age, you were both in elementary school, I yeah, would real have young, to say. Yeah. I was probably under knew, 10. And if I knew absolutely by uprooting from that house, which I had to build to get out the door. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not an overnight thing where you walk out. But anyway, it, it it would look so different, you know. We would, it would, there would have been peace. There would have been. Here's hoping, yeah. But I can't. I can't do any of that. Yeah. You know, I can't even. All I could hope for would be peace, which that's. Yeah. You know, for me to ever imagine that things could be different would not have. Takes me, away so many things. I yeah. wouldn't be sitting right here. I know that's always tough. I like. When you think about the way things have gone and you change one thing, it changes everything and it's, it's a spiral and there's really no telling how things would have turned out. And I'm a total believer in everything happens for a reason. And I don't mean that to say, you know, everything has an excuse. I just mean that I find timing very, very interesting. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure I've said this before on the, on the other podcast, like not getting what you want is such a wonderful stroke of luck. Like, yeah. You think you want things to go one way, but then, you know, life just kind of does what it does. So, we are a product of that for sure. We are, and and we've all experienced it. Oh yeah, you know, in so many ways. Do you have another one for me? I do. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Um. Okay, so what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? So I asked you worst, and you're going to ask me best. <laughs> sure. Um, so I don't know that I wasn't directly given this advice. I came across this advice probably on Twitter or who even knows what, but it kind of sticks out to me when I'm having a tough moment. Um, I don't even remember what the context was, but somebody said they were nervous or scared to do X, Y, and Z. And the person's reply was, okay, just do it scared. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so exactly. if you're feeling anxious, like, yeah, well, just do it anxious. Like, do it the way you have to do it to get through it. And I think that's so important because we let our fears sometimes become bigger than us. Um, I've definitely done that. I've held myself back in life so many times over fears that I'm making up in my head or anxieties that I have for whatever reason. So I think that's something I've tried to adapt a little bit into my life. Like, even if I'm nervous, even if I'm worried, even if I'm scared, even whatever the case may be, just do it anyway. And it'll, it'll go the way it goes, you know, 
Because the things we, we worry about are rarely what happens, so. <laughs> and, and it's so true, and now that you say it like that, I can, I can resonate with your complete reply, because my phobia and fear of microphones and videos, you know, have held me back from where I could have been a completely different um, career path. That's true. You know, I've been offered, you know, um, positions, you know, in the past couple of years by people you know, outside of my current company that have come in and asked me to be, you know, a public speaker for them. Right. But my phobia, so this may be something where, you know, I'm like learning to just accept it. Yeah. You know, and so I thank you for this. God, <laughs> a little, I do what I can, a girl. Push, that. A little push, a little push. Guiding mama again. I know it's funny because I was so shy as a child mm-hmm. in many instances, but... When it came to school, I was constantly um, at the podium and speaking publicly, making announcements, leading big groups. So it's so funny. But I have my friend Bridget. I think Bridget's kind of similar in that way because if you just saw her out, you met her casually, you'd be like, oh, she's kind of shy. You know, but then if you were to see her in business, you know, or in something where she's, her confidence is at 100 then she's take charge. And I think it's interesting how people flip-flop because I think people would meet you and you're very take charge. You're, you know, we joke all the time in the family about you being bossy and you're like, no, I'm a, I'm a leader. Like yeah, That's what I do. I lead. <laughs> I don't boss. Right. So then for you to be nervous, for you to be leading a group vocally and that to be the thing that makes you, like, it's interesting, right? So I... I do lead groups you do. every day, and you I do. Lead and you have to lead day. meetings, and so, you have to make morning and announcements. And my work, yeah, my work, my work life has helped that. But the pandemic forcing us all into Zoom, you know, that's that, been your fear. Being on camera, I don't but like that I either. Don't, and I haven't been forced to be on camera. Good. But I do have to be on audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? And that's hard for me. Yeah. But now, you, you yo, that shit's so funny to me. You helped me so much with it. The pandemic and the Zoom videos and people having to have uh, meetings from home and their kids being in the background. Like, oh, I loved some of the videos though. That shit is hilarious. I mean, ladies, for you, working mothers, whatever it is, no, no matter what though, I really need to see a couple of. You being in in meetings or on conferences or whatever it is with maybe your child doing a backflip in the back (laughs) or, you know, a Twinkie flying across the room. I can only imagine. I never would have survived it if I had to work from home and take care of you and your brother. And do our schooling. And do your schooling. Isn't that wild? Listen. I mean, I was... No one would have learned a thing. No, that's for me. <laughs> First of all, I know ABC123. Well, I know some Spanish, too. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Gracias. You don't know no Don't play with Spanish. me. Gracias. But thank you. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Hola. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. Mm-hmm. I need to get my friends over here to help me teach some Spanish. Yeah. No, it's amazing uh, the sacrifices, the changes that people have made in the pandemic and it's just a wild thing. I don't want to dive too much into it, of course, but I just want to say for those of you who are doing it, I'm so proud of you. Hell yeah. I'm so proud of you. And the ones who got on their balconies and they just 
they just played music and people just they oh that it. was like the hopeful part of the pandemic that was in the beginning when we were all like love and light and Listen. spread the positivity and now we're like fuck no they owned it you know what I mean like there's just so much good the out there ending story so <laughs> um if you could have any talent what would it be singing hell yeah that's my prop that's my number one and if it wasn't singing I wish I could draw I'm so jealous of people who could draw you can draw. No, I fucking cannot. I can think of ideas and then I go to put them on paper and it does not look good. Girl, I would serenade the shit out of some people. Who would you serenade? I'd serenade. <laughs> like lovers or... Or well, do you mean like you'd sing fuck you songs to people who have wronged you? Yo, I love that song though. Which one? I don't fuck with you. <sighs> Great song. Little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> I ain't though. You little dumbass, you little dumbass bitch, I ain't fucking have with you. Have you ever done karaoke? I have tried. You tried. So, like, now, see here, you're bringing me act to some phobias because I remember this. This happened. I remember this feeling happening to me in sixth grade. Oh my gosh! It was a talent show. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the wounds are opening. Oh, I could kill you! I, I wish there the was more show. wine. I liked. It was a talent Wanna show. Want to open up one of these random bottles of red that we got? Oh boy. Sure. Yeah, I'm in. You know. I, All right, I, I, we're gonna take a quick wine refill break. Yes. Okay, so it's sixth grade. You're in the talent show. Oh wow. Right. Yeah. And what happened? So I'm in this talent show. I do not remember the girl's name, and the the song was with a little help from my friends. Okay. So we get out there, and I know I'm scared. It's to just get... you and this girl together performing. Serenading the crowd? Yes, I believe so. Okay, good move. Yeah. A duet? Uh, yeah, a duet. Yeah, look at me. Um, she was a blonde-haired girl, too. I remember that. And a nice. Well, the song, the music comes on. I'm scared to death. She starts singing. People start clapping. She has the most beautiful voice. I've got nothing dry. Can't breathe. <laughs> Air. Now I'm moving my lips. I feel like I'm going to pee my pants. Obviously, It was just complete. uh, That was probably one of the most awkward. Holy moly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in that grade, you hear about it. Yeah, kids are terrible. Yeah, and that, I believe, created my fear. You know what I mean? Like, how how in the world, if if my voice came out while that little angel was singing... (laughs) I would have ruined her. <laughs> I'd have drowned her. Like, oh my god! Yeah, the, this man voice I have now, I had then back. In- you should have just like lip synced the fuck out of it and let people guess whose voice it really was. You'd been like that. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> she can't even sing. Yeah. Well, I thought I was lip syncing. You know <laughs> what I mean? I do. I mean, I really do. But you could tell. So you've never done karaoke as an adult. That was your last experience trying to sing in front of an audience. I have done karaoke as an adult. Oh, my bad. To you. To me? Didn't I sit? Didn't we have a little karaoke thing when we lived in New Jersey? No, 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 no. That was the apartment on Kirkwood. Now I remember what you're talking about. Um, Courtney was with me when we came home. Did I try? But we had karaoke. You're right. Me and Courtney used to do karaoke in the living room. But I meant like out, like in a bar or party. Absolutely (laughs) not. 
Would you ever be open to it? Do you Absolutely. Think you do it? I don't think so. If you could, if you had the balls, what would be your ultimate go-to karaoke song? I don't know that I could answer that, but, Why? you know, um, Janis Joplin might be a choice for me. Piece of my heart? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Break another little piece of my heart, yeah. Because oh, Janis, Janis was badass. Yeah. And another, you know, <laughs> part of my, for me, things that helped me get through hard times was music. Yeah, I Was artist. That. I would was. sing the shit out of some Melissa Etheridge, like, the way I do. You're welcome. Like, I would love to scream that shit mm-hmm. at someone and just get all my feelings out of my body. So that's what... Singing my girl Melissa. That's what Jewel was to me. That's what all that Hell was yeah. to I'd me. Hell yeah, I still what that is to me in my car. Yeah. That's how I get all that stuff out. But it's better for the rest of the world that they don't have to hear it. Yes. Sometimes I feel bad for my car that... He has to hear me. But, yo, but have you ever, like, I do feel bad for my car, too. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of times I feel bad in my car, but back to this one. <laughs> back to this one real quick, though. Uh, it doesn't happen to me anymore because I don't have a stereo in my car anymore, but that's a whole other story, too. But <laughs> Quiet-ass car. You're just driving alone don't with your thoughts. Laugh. Please, don't make it's me get into nothing it. nothing but your fucking thoughts. Wait, I don't even know what I was thinking about. <laughs> Maybe you need to go take a sit in your car and regroup. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Have you ever just been hitting the peak of your song? Everything's going well. Stop, and your music you... skips. And then you have to hear your own voice. No. See, trauma. This is what I do to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I could sing. Yeah, that would be great. But you Don't start your shit. No, 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 no. No, (laughs) but my sister can, and I come from, like, musical bloodline. But you can, too. No, 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 no. Your sister can sing. I think you're you're biased. I think you see me with mom goggles. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Let me tell you, I believe that if Bobby sat in the same room with you... Bobby is my stepmother. Bobby sat in the same... Who can sing, by the way. Absolutely. Sat in the same room with you and heard you sing, just on a casual, but she'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. No, granted, you would need training and stuff. No, I I, I agree with you there. have a nice voice. If they were to hear me, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we could work with that. Yeah. But I don't... Yeah, I don't think I'm, like, insanely talented. I'll tell you what, though. You know what I love... So, I, if anyone listening watches um, Mass Singer, that's, like, my favorite shit. You've watched it with me a couple times, I but it. I don't think you've ever watched, like, a full uh, season through. But for anyone who doesn't watch it, the premise of the Mass Singer is they bring on celebrities, and typically A-list celebrities, and... Um, but they're masked completely from head to toe. They're in these elaborate, beautiful, super cool costumes. And all you hear is all these different clues about them, and you have to try to put them together as the season goes on and guess who they are. Um, and they're also competing against each other, so they get eliminated. And I just think it's really cool because if I was masked like that and I had a way to disguise myself completely, then I feel like my inner diva could really come the fuck out. So I think that's great. Yeah. And I um, don't expect you to give me an answer right now, but I want to circle back okay. on another one of our episodes and then have you tell me 
What would you dress up as? Oh my God. What would your disguise be? Yo, they're so good at it. You know what I think happens though? I think when they call to recruit them for the show, they give them what their costume might be. Because I remember, shit, I don't remember who it was, but he said when they called me and asked me if I wanted to be the X, Y, and Z, I was like, absolutely. So it seems like there's someone behind the scenes thinking of what the right, um costume for them would be so what do you think so so typically what happens is they dress up as something that relates to their character in some way i'm trying to think of one um so t-pain he dressed up as like the fuzzy monster and he said it represented how people saw him as something a little scary a little intimidating but he's actually super cuddly super sweet do you know who t-pain is do you remember (coughs) i do I love him. And he was on that show, That's My Jam, too, the Jimmy Fallon one. Yes. If you're not watching That's My Jam, Jimmy Fallon's new musical show, you're really, really missing out. It's another celebrity-heavy show, but it's so, so funny. It's absolutely hysterical. So funny. And I'm seeing so many people, first of all. Their personalities. First of all. Yeah. The Hudson? Kate Hudson. And her brother? How annoying to be gorgeous. You can sing. You can act. Your mom's fair faucet. Like, get real. But that's not her mom. It's not. Kate Hudson? Wait. Goldie Hawn. There you go. But Goldie Hawn is... Is Farrah Falls connected to them at all? No. No, I threw her in there? No. So anyway, back to the mass singer. Let's get away from Farrah. Like, what would you... Oh, I hate Farrah on the Teen Mom, though. I can tell you that. That's a whole other problem. I'm sorry, and it's a shame that I even know her name. But her... What an attitude. My fault. I, I, I said the name Farah and it no, just I get threw it. me back to I her. I completely understand. She's awful. She is pretty terrible. And I just saw her like in she real recent, time. She, <laughs> she recently got arrested for something. I don't mean to be mean, but... On like a sidewalk and it was in the news... The, was she a Karen? In the newspaper. I don't know. She probably was being a Karen, yeah. obviously. I could, see, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. And that's what do you? So what do you think my costume would be for Miss Singer? What do you think fits my personality? I'm it's scared. not even just about your personality, oh, though. I'm you know what I mean? So that would be really hard for me to pinpoint right now because so many of them, with the clues that they give that helps them become more of that character, sometimes, you know, in, like, maybe if it's a bird and has wings, yeah. you know, Honestly, was it not able to fly, you know what I mean? Like, things like that. So I don't really know right now. Yeah. See, we're both cancers, though, and I really do feel like a crab would kind of fit me. Me too. <laughs> Like, you agree that I'm a crab? Yeah, I would be a soft-shell crab. <laughs> I would. Can I be the blue one? What are the blue crabs? I don't know what they represent, but I need to find it. But, yeah, and and there's so many times in my life where I felt like the crab at the bottom, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the you one know, that was, like, the, trying to grab on everybody else and can't seem to get up the ladder? No, the one, the one that is being drugged down. Oh, okay, okay. By okay. all them crabs at the at bottom. At the bottom, gotcha. Yeah, I felt like there were so many times I was crab. almost up there and out. And then, bam, I fell back under. Isn't that just Or life, maybe though? I just got weak and wanted to stay down there with them. No, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but isn't that just life? All right, so we were talking about them crabs because of... Mass Singer. The Mass Singer. Yeah. I would be, I would be interested in seeing what type of a crab costume someone could put together for you to There's wear, There's so many beautiful costumes, though. What a cool show. And if you were going to sing a song mm-hmm. in a masked costume... Okay, so I could song? sing whatever I want. You could sing any no song? No one knows it's me. No one knows it's me. I'm out there me. crabbing around. 
claws out, balls out. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm trying to think of something that would, like, really fucking get it all out of me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're going to take your moment, you got to leave it all on the floor. So part of me wants to rap Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> but I don't know if that would really showcase any talent. Huh. <laughs> I would think that if you were going to sing something that would... I would think that you would have picked more of a Sia song. No, you know what? Yeah, I was being, I guess I was being more silly. If I'm being completely honest, then yeah, Sia, Elastic Heart, that's my shit. Yeah. That would be a cool song to sing. So. Or even some Florence. Yeah, there's so many great songs, you know, but I mean, she is such an amazing, I don't know if she writes her own songs. I don't know I believe that. that she does. But. She hits it. Or at least I like to think that she does. But I really do think she does. But back in my day, when I was going through it, we didn't have C's. We didn't have your girls. (laughs) Strong women's. I had Whitney Houston. Hell yeah. I had Celine Dion. Celine. I had Jewel. Tina. I had had Tina Marie. Tina Turner, I I had Tina Turner. And I had um, Christina Aguilera, who was one of my absolute Well, that was favorites. like my youth, my childhood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have you been your cassette Christina. that I had in my car. Uh, well, what album? Beautiful, right? When she did that. Is that what the album's called? Or um, Stripped. It's definitely called Stripped. Stripped. Yeah, what a great album. So Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, there's so many of them. Where... Yo, if I was a, this is the one thing, if I was a singer, I think I've said this before, I would hate for Kelly Clarkson to cover one of my songs because I feel like she does such an amazing job at what she does that I'd be like, great, you know, she did my song better than me. So you bring up Kelly Clarkson and that just reminds me that she has a song out and I remember that you played it a lot and every time I heard it, even now, I feel that in my soul. Because of you. I feel it in my soul. Yeah. And I... What a great song. But I I completely... Um, if you stood there and sung that song to my face, I would yeah. completely resonate. What would you want me dressed as when I sing that song to you if I was the man singer? <laughs> <laughs> a crab and your claws would be out ripping my face off. No. Uh... <laughs> That's funny. No, for real though, like I definitely had a lot of fears, a lot of things I held back from because of being unsure or or scared or frightened and you were right there in my shadow watching that. Yeah. So. Am I the wind beneath your, beneath your wings? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm the wind beneath your wings. But then that would mean who's in whose shadow? I'm in your shadow. I don't. Do you feel shadowed? There were times I think I did. I guess when you have a child so young, it's probably hard not to. There were to. times when I did because you were. I. I there were so many times when I said to people, I've never known a person to have so many friends. And now Daddy had a lot of friends, no he matter did. where he we met, so no matter where we were. If it was Atlantic City, if it was Michigan, if it was the mountains, he would run into somebody he knew. So but well known. you had a lot of friends. A lot of friends. Mm-hmm. That you stayed connected with, and you still stay connected with so many people. Oh. I try. You know what I mean? And I remember literally knowing the counts. Like, some of them were up to 300s. 
you know, trying to throw parties for you and saying, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> I need a limit. Like, we have to cut this oh, somewhere. Man. How great was my 21st birthday? It was great. The cocktail Vegas party. You throw great parties. I, that's for sure. That's something I enjoy. Yeah. I wouldn't want it as a full-time job. No. But had I went in a path back then, I probably would have enjoyed owning my own catering business and throwing parties, any type of party. Yeah, you've thrown some cool parties. I'd be curious. I like themed parties. I love a good theme. But now I have a backyard, girl. I could have such a huge yard. Now, yeah. You know, that's why why we moved here. What was your favorite theme party that you've ever thrown or been to? It doesn't matter. Like, what was your your best one that you were like, oh, what a great fucking theme what a great job um I have to say I was highly impressed with the setup that Megan got for her baby shower over yeah and Amy did it that was well if Amy did it it was probably fucking perfection it was so it was I loved it um but I also loved your 21st birthday party. Great party. I feel like, I mean... We put so much thought into the little details of it. So it was a Vegas-themed cocktail party. Everything was red, white, and black. And everyone had to dress cocktail. And there was, like, a blackjack table and a um, slot machine and a poker table. Just little things going on. And we did raffles, which was cool, so people could win shit. There was a, um, a Malibu Bay Breeze fountain. That went over pretty well. There was a DJ? Well, of course, yes. It was just a lot of fun. But the theme definitely made it cool, just to give everyone a reason to dress up. And and we had gambling. The gambling. We had gambling, yeah. yeah people, that makes it fun. Yeah. And and because the key to a good party is keeping people busy. But, you know, as I think back, uh, there was some toxicity. You know, there was a lot of stress. Well, throwing parties is stressful for but, sure. But, you know, and I remember it, 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 I, I just remember there that when I look back, I know that you had a great time. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that your guest had a great time. And so I much do, fun. And I do have to say as much as that man, you know, daddy was just, you know, too much sometimes if he had not shown up that night. He was so helpful, yeah. And helped with the cleanup and dragged that kid out of the out woods. Of the woods. <laughs> was it Reggie? It was Reggie. It was Reggie, the hot dog. Y- yes. He wasn't so a hot dog He then. wasn't a hot dog that night, but yeah. But I remember My that. My son Reggie. We had gotten, I had gotten a hotel, um, like right at the, the city line of Ben Salem in Philadelphia, for my 21st birthday, I got it for two nights. So the first night, me and a couple of my girlfriends slept there, um drank, hung out, and then went to the party all dressed up. Somebody picked us up. I don't remember. Um, went to the party. And then after, I, like, invited people back to the hotel. And when my parents came by the hotel, um, my dad saw feet kind of sticking out from some Down trees. Down in a ditch, yeah. In a ditch and carried him into yeah. the bathroom. And I think, or into the hotel room, and I think he slept in the bathroom. But he's fine. He's okay. We went, he's great. He's a great guy. We went to Firefly with <laughs> yes, him, and he yes. wore a hot dog costume. He wore a banana costume. It was <coughs> a lot of good costumes. He was a great camping person, and I would For love sure. to he's do it so again. He's so laid back. You know, those are... When you have to camp, you definitely want people who can go with the flow, for sure. Oh, 
such a good time. It was a good time. That was my first time camping ever when we went to Firefly. And that was the year Tom Petty, Red Hot Chili Peppers, wow, Edward yes. Sharp, Calvin Harris. Uh, I remember 21 Pilots, they were, remember we had to walk like a mile to go we see them. Did. Because they were so brand new. And now... Yeah, but they still had a crowd. Oh, they hell yeah. We had a crowd. So it many so people. I would love to experience track. it again because I know so much to more To be more now, prepared, yeah. But honestly, I'd like to go with a camper. You know what's crazy? So because of the pandemic, they had, I think it was because of the pandemic, they, last year they switched it and they moved Firefly into the fall. And when we went, it was in the end of June. And it was so effing hot. hot. And I think to experience that in the fall would be a way different experience. I need a man with me. That's what I need. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't mind working. I don't mind working outside. I don't mind doing all of that. But to do it alone. And it was, your, it was your first time. Doing all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, my boss had came through with like all the camping equipment. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much had everything we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I had everything to cook outside and all of that. But, um... I think I would have liked a man there to uh, warm things up sometimes. Warm things up? Like, in the tent, it was June, girl. Listen, your warm and my warm might be different things. You know, a little heat. Mm, That milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, girl. Warm it up, warm it up. So, real quick, I wanted to dive into some gossip, because you probably don't know that any of this is happening, but it lights my fire. I do not know about the gossip out there. So, you obviously know who Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are. Yeah, Kanye's going through some stuff Going right through here. some shit, so they're getting a divorce. Mm. A couple weeks ago, Kanye claimed that Kim was not giving him the address to one of the kids' birthday parties, and he went public with this, and he's like, I can't even have the address, blah, blah, blah. Then later we see pictures of him at the party. <laughs> and then, I think last week, a couple days ago, he claims that he contacted Ray J, and that there was a second tape of Kim, but that Kanye the saver, Savior swooped in got this footage and he Kim was just beside herself with joy and, and gratitude when Girl, she heard right didn't Girl, you, you already know so today so also um, North is their oldest daughter mm. and North made a TikTok so you're not supposed to be on TikTok when you're under 13 I believe that's the big issue and how old is she oh, I'm not even pop maybe 9 or 10 ooh sassy I, she's Kanye's twin sassy behavior and everything so she went live so that was the problem she went live and kim caught her and like kim's nephew mason was like i don't think north should be going live this is really dangerous she might slip information that we don't want out there like legit shit like a smart kid right god what did kim do so kim and north established a mother-daughter tiktok that they can only do together right as far as i know so i'll have to be i could be corrected but anyway, so Kanye and Kim have been having it out, and today Kanye came back, and Kanye's also publicly dating a woman named Julia Fox. She was in the movie Uncut Gems. Um, she's a model actress. Honestly, I've read some really nice things about her, and it seems legit that they're legitimately into each other, but they're both really benefiting from the notoriety that oh, this okay, whole situation mm-hmm. is giving. But she did say that on her first date night with Kanye, he cleaned out her closet, threw away all her clothes, and bought her all new shit. Ill. Right. That's grooming. Right? Ill. Yeah. And she's did his she muse. Did she say first date? Pretty much. And Wait, she's already she... given couple, like multiple interviews on how in love they are and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Everyone deserves some love. So today, Kanye <laughs> come, goes to Instagram, and he posed this picture 
which is a screenshot of their daughter North on TikTok, and he says, since this is my first divorce, shade, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will, right? So, Kim, I'm not a huge Kardashian fan. I don't watch this show, but I definitely keep up on the gossip because it's hard not to. And I follow an Instagram page called Not Skinny But Not Fat, and she makes it so fun to learn about the Kardashians. And the way I feel is they're going to be shoved in my face anyway. I might as well enjoy it. Well, you know what I'm saying? A couple of them got some really good stuff going on in their lives. I agree. Yeah. And the, the time, I don't follow any of it, no, but I do no, no, no. know that they got some really good stuff. They do. That, and and they're helping people. I don't watch their show through or anything, but I've caught clips and stuff, and they're genuinely funny. And mm-hmm. to have that many siblings, like, shit goes crazy. And, I mean, the stuff they dealt with, you know, with Caitlyn Jenner and just the public... All of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, good yeah. for you guys. And all that money. Good for you guys and all for that keeping money. your shit together. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, I can't. But anyway, so today Kim responds, and she's been super tight-lipped on it. She's been leaving it alone, but she says, Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North might create. As the parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our children, I am doing my best to protect our daughter while also allowing her to express her creativity in the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain for all. From the beginning, I have wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because it is what is best for our children, and it saddens me that Kanye continues to make it impossible every step of the way. I wish to handle all matters regarding our children privately, and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in the last year to resolve any issues amicably. Now, as a woman who has divorced and had to co-parent with someone who has mental illness. Kanye is bipolar and he's also, I mean, I can't personally diagnose him, but he shows a lot of narcissistic tendencies as did my dad. What do you, how do you feel about what Kim is going through? I think it's, um, I think I could probably can relate to a lot of what Kim's going through. Yeah. How many children does she have? So I only had two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard enough with my, me exposing my business throughout my own family, let alone us having social media. But I can tell you, I wish even to just be able to put together what she did as a reply and not instantly snap back with rudeness and disrespect. And Kanye's been talking shit about her boyfriend. But just having that class, you know takes a lot speaks volumes it does speak volumes and he's he's showing who he is and they will always show who they are all we have to do is just sit back lesson stand there and let them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's what happens when your ego is guiding you yep so and you don't have to be a narcissist for your ego to guide you Absolutely the fuck not. Because my ego has guided me a lot, and Ooh. I have made some very bad decisions based on that. Same. I've so. had to really... I'm a big believer in shadow work and kind of getting to know your ego side and what drives your your anger and your fear and your aggression and kind of learning different ways to to work that out. 
I watched you from afar. I mean, we lived together, but I watched you as you started going through that shadow work Mm -hmm. and as you started working with a therapist. And that was all virtual, right? I did BetterHelp, yes. So I talked to my therapist through a messaging app. She was available to me 24-7 if I wanted to text her. And then once a week, I got a 45-minute phone call. And that was really comfortable for you, wasn't it? It worked for me. Yeah, Uh, No travel. I didn't have to sit in a waiting room. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice setup for me. I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out for you. you, But I remember that. You too do therapy now by the phone. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I remember you going through that, and I remember seeing the changes in you um, and doing the shadow work, and you did a book. There was a book that you worked through, too. Oh, the PTSD workbook, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And there were a lot of things that you brought in for me, and it never stuck. I never completed anything, but I think I was just going through all of... I just wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, if you're not ready for... That's true. If you're not ready for help, if you're not ready for change... To face it. If you're not ready to open your mind to someone else's view... If you're not ready to open your mind to listen to hear, not listen to respond, you're not going to get it. And these were lessons that I had to learn. And I learned that through you as being your mother. I learned that being your your brother's mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had no problem telling me about myself at times. Right. As, and you didn't either. Yeah. And now as I look back, it wasn't disrespect. You were setting your boundaries and I was crossing them. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something we're going to dive into more is mm-hmm. how we teach our children to create boundaries that are going to benefit them later on in life while crossing their boundaries, you know, as a parent. And I think that's an interesting dynamic and it's a conversation we're definitely going to dive into because it's a long one, but parenting in itself, there's just so many angles and aspects. And, you know, you've been a mother for 33 years now. Um, I am not a mother, you know, for anyone listening who doesn't know us personally, I'm not a mother. I was a nanny for about 10 years to two families long term. Uh, So I definitely have uh, interesting insight as far as raising children and being with children around the clock, Um, but I've never mothered myself. So um, I'm really excited, though, of all the things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. And I think this episode was really fun. The icebreakers were really fun. I'm glad we did that. Me too. And I feel good. I feel a little bit more comfortable and I think the more we move forward, I'm going to feel more comfortable. Absolutely. And I think, I think the most important thing that I've learned through all of this and why it's a little bit easier for me to say, you know what, I can do this. I can sit there and be completely authentic and speak, not even knowing who my audience is, because I have no idea who that may or may not be. But what if your story helps somebody? That's what is Or connects with someone or makes them feel better? Or what if just, like, you're the thing that takes them out of their day for an hour? That's what I mean. Because there's so much that I learned through my journey that if someone else was able to tell me if I had had social media and the Google, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Google. Girl, I had an encyclopedia. You know, you had, yeah. you, there, listen. And then if you couldn't afford all the letters, you're shit out of luck. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Who was ever going to get to Z? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> you point. You know what I mean? So, 
I just went completely blank. <laughs> That's fine. Real quick, I wanted to ask you something for my whole generation, um, from your generation. I need to know when we hand you our phone to show you a picture, why the fuck do you start swiping? Like at what point of me asking you to look at a picture did I invite you to my entire photo album? I need you to tell us what is it's, this epidemic? <laughs> it's, it's not an epidemic. It's a habit. A ha- so anybody who hands your phone, you a phone, you're going to start swiping. That's how you get your feelings hurt. No, trust me. <laughs> listen. So this is probably going to be another episode, but I've been on dating apps. Okay. And some of them you had to swipe. That's so different. Listen, I just, it's a habit. Here's, here's an easier thing. Just show me the phone. Don't hand it to me. Okay, that takes me to fucking part two, because all the time I try to show you the phone, and what happens, you take the phone out of my hand, because naturally, I'm not holding the phone at the perfect distance for you to see. God forbid you just wear your fucking glasses. So, you take the... Dig at me right on the air? On the air. So then you take the phone... turn that night? (laughs) (laughs) I need to wear my glasses, you're right. So then you take the phone, and then you're looking at it, and then for some reason, you start swiping. Well, honestly, I really don't know much about these phones. (laughs) Here we go. I've had an iPhone for years. Mm -hmm. And I have probably... I'm not too out of date. I don't know what I have. You have... I think the newest one's a 13 and you have a 12. Yeah, well, I don't know. You act like you're you're so out of the loop. No, I don't think I'm out of the loop. You have a newer phone than Donnie. I just don't think that I know everything that this phone can offer me. I understand that. Listen, just chill, chill. (laughs) Just slow slow your roll, girl. I'm getting apps. Okay. Listen. It's so hard to convince you to change from a website to an app. And I just I got a DoorDash, girl. Don't play with me. I just want to make your life easier. And I'm like, why are you you so... And you're like, do I have to put WWW? And I'm like, bitch, (laughs) just download the app. Like, why? I don't get it. And you know what? The funniest thing is... I do it to you, and my mother did it to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. And I was able to help her. Sometimes I needed to, to be more patient, and then there were it's times... Hard. Yeah, I know. It's hard. I know what it is. Yeah. I mean, and then my kids, like the kids I nanny, they know more about technology than I did. So sometimes exactly. I'd be like, can you guys show me how? I don't know what I'm doing. So I totally get that. Good, because... <laughs> It's we still did funny. not have a computer or anything like that or an iPad or a phone. You when, wouldn't have shit. When like, you I wouldn't have any electronics if it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't say that I love. I can't say that I love that a child has that all the oh, time. Oh, no, no, no. In okay. I thought face, you meant for yourself. I was going to say dinner. I just can't say that I love that. But I like that. I'm getting better at knowing that I can go right. You're like, what? Did, 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 did you, you go on Amazon? It? Did you Google it? <laughs> Did you Google it? No, I know. Did you look at your phone? Yeah, just Google it. Did you look at your iPad? I Google everything. And I'm getting better at that. Yeah. I mean, it's a big change, right? Times, mm-hmm. they are a change in. Um, and I want to learn. Change yeah. is hard. It is hard, yeah. And I've done a lot of change in my life, and I want to well, learn It never more. stops. Yeah. You know, now, I feel like I've been sitting dormant yeah. for a while, just like throughout some time, but... Yeah. No more, you know? Well, I got to... New year, new me. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, one thing that is definitely going to change you is having a podcast and sharing your story and interacting with other people. So I think this was a really fun first episode. I look forward to the second. We have so much cool shit that we want to talk about. Um, 
I promise a lot of good thought has gone into this. So we really hoped you enjoyed the first episode. We're going to keep them coming. (laughs) I hope that you enjoyed it because I am leaving here with a smile and I came in with anxiety. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Tawny. You're welcome, girl. Being me. Yep. Fucking delivering. Second glass of wine. I should go. Send it, girl. (laughs) Good night, all. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Good night.